To kick off the first episode, I've got here my sister, Chambi Shah, who is an artist, an art therapist, a regression therapist, and a hypnotherapist. Am I right? Yes. Yeah, so the first thing is just get a little background of yourself. Uh, yeah, give the listeners a little background. I, I studied art in Loughborough University um, very many years ago, and I specialised in fine art, and I specialised in painting. Um, and yeah, I really loved it. It was it really gave me a chance to explore my painting technique that I really wanted to explore, and I learned just profound and a lot of stuff there, um, which then led me to travel for a little while. And as I was traveling, I went to different countries. I was in Peru, Bali, Mexico, and India. And when I was in India, um, I came across a hypnotherapy course, which I signed up for, and then I became a hypnotherapist. But I've always had in mind that I always wanted to train as an art therapist, and that is since I was 16, um, which is then when I came back to, to London and I found the Tobias School of Art and Therapy, which is in East Sussex, and um, I, I trained as an arts therapy counsellor there. Um, yeah, that's a little, my history of training and how I got to where I am today. <laughs> nice. Um, so you said that from a young age of 16 that you knew that you wanted to be a therapist. Other than art, I know you do art ther- uh, you're an art therapist and you studied art, but what got you in path to wanting to become a therapist? Yeah, so... You know mum. Mum was very inclined to giving us new experiences and um, we we were introduced to so many different things, which is when mum had found um, an art therapist in Kenya who she wanted us to work with and just to get an idea of what she did. And this art therapist, her name is Maritza, she introduced me to what colour really means, how it can actually affect um, different moods, who you are, and it really got me so curious and so interested in learning more. And it was it wasn't just, you know, um, clinical art therapy, it was quite alternative. So there's more to it than just what meets the eye. So that was what I was really interested in. Um, and I knew that was, yeah, that was what I wanted to do more of. Nice. Just for the for the listeners who just want a little bit more about art therapy, I think we'll focus more on art therapy this, this episode uh, and art. Uh, and then on another episode, we can get you back on and we'll talk more about hypno and regression. So you said that you learned what art therapy is about from Maritza. Just give us an example of something, then we'll go into it a bit further later on. Yeah, so I remember, you know, when you're going through your teenage years, you're kind of everywhere at the time. Your hormones are everywhere, your mind is everywhere, your thoughts are everywhere. And she guided me through um, an art process from where I used paints and um, different mediums. So we use paints, uh, pencils, colour pencils and pastels. And she guided me through a process which really helped me kind of root myself into the ground but also 
um, learn to express myself and I wasn't very good with words so it really helped me express myself using um, image or color um, or even shape so that was yeah what was quite profound from the experience that I had nice what are the benefits of it you know how do you feel after you've done an art therapy session so I think it's it's so nice because when you go to an art therapy session and as I've previously done I've worked with so many art therapists with me as a client and it just gives you you know the hour or you know however long that you're in a session to just freely express yourself and you don't have to have any art experience at all and regardless of how technically um I I do well in art, but when I'm in an art therapy session, I can just scribble, I can just throw paint, I can literally just express myself so freely that I I can just be who I am. So there's such a relief in a sense of being in an art therapy session and you really allow yourself to surrender and just let go and again, be your authentic self, which sometimes you don't get too much in the real world. So it it really gave me that chance to do so. Yeah, nice. You can just strip back and just express your raw feelings. Yeah. Yeah, so now more about your art as well. Um, What sort of, what influences your art? Um, Just your normal art. I've seen your art. um, Other people haven't. Um, Just give them a sort of rough idea of what sort of art that you do. Yeah, um, I usually specialize in uh, landscapes, as well as animals. And I think my biggest influence is, you know, Kenya, where we've grown up, where we've lived. Um, and we've been so privileged enough to have been able to travel the world. So a lot of places that we've been to previously have has inspired me a lot in what I do. The different thing that I feel I have in my art is the vibrancy of the colors that I use. And I see color very differently um, to what I used to, for example. And there's just a radiance of the colors that um, I currently use. And yeah, there are so many artists that have influenced me. And one of them is Andy Warhol, just how different he was with his colors, with his concepts, who he was, as well as, you know, Jackson Pollock or Mark Rothko. They're, they're abstract expression um, expressionists. And they really let you... F- show you how art can be so free and that's what I always hope to evoke in my paintings as well as um, kind of create a atmosphere where you can step into that's what I hope from my landscapes nice I'm currently looking at one of them not to be biased because I'm your brother (laughs) (laughs) yeah it truly does make you feel like you're within within the art um but yeah, art runs through our family. Mom's an artist, my grandma's an artist, and yeah. I'd like to say I'm an artist as well, just in a different form. Yeah. Now more on towards... We, now we've got to know you a little bit about your art, the therapy. Um, more on to... Uh, I, like, I want to strip back and go into, you know, the behind the scenes of, you know, not just oh, your final work now that you've reached here. You've now made a career out of both therapy and art. Um, what are the hardest things growing up or leading to this point so far in both aspects in terms of art and what the challenges you faced? Yeah, it's, it's definitely a challenge to kind of step into yourself as an artist or a therapist or just even a person in general. And I feel like 
you know, we've grown in such, up in such a big family and we've had so much support from our family. But we've also, you know, in the community that we grew up, being an artist is pretty much your... It's it's not something that anyone would choose. Definitely. And yeah, yeah, and if you choose to be an artist, you are kind of looked down upon. So I feel like I've had to really prove to everyone that you know I've I've chosen to be an artist. I've not failed, and I've done really well for myself. And it can be really hard doing that as well because you're constantly judged for your choices. Um, and I remember in school as well, you know, I, I was, my art style is very, very different, um, both in school and in university. And the, the, the change from moving to Kenya and then, uh, sorry, from being from Kenya and then moving into to London um, or to Loughborough University, that was quite a big shock because, um, you know, personally it was a big shock because of different lifestyles. But when you're doing art in university and you're a painter in the UK, it's not really acknowledged. A lot of people, you know, that I went to university with did sculpture, did photography. Um, yeah, and those were the two main things that they did, whereas painters were, weren't very, um, again, acknowledged. So I really had to show myself as a painter who is also not into contemporary art, which is, again, what was focused on a lot then. And again, the colours that I used, the everything that I was, I really had to prove myself. It was only up until I went to um, therapy school in Tobias. I have to say, it was difficult in a sense that I was the youngest and I haven't had as much life experience as a lot of the um, other people there who were so experienced in everything that they did and I really looked up to them. However, it was also one of my best experiences because it helped me really grow into the person that I am and it gave me a sense of maturity that I didn't think I would ever get. So I know it's not really a challenge, but sometimes I always see it as, you know, I, I grew up, I'm 28 and I grew up well before I felt like I wanted to, but in a sense it was perfect because everything that I do is so much more mature, it's, it has more experience and it really has helped my career grow in a, in a very different way. Definitely. Going back to the first thing you said uh, about a lot of the challenges we face being from an like Asian ethnicity and doing arts or creative sort of industry based careers. careers or you know whether it's be like music drama photography whereas it's very instilled upon you that you know be a businessman be a doctor be a scientist whatever yeah. you know so yeah I think that truly is and I think this year especially from COVID and I think over the last maybe two years creative industry sort of growing and yeah it's more recognized around the world generally and you know this whole COVID situation has clearly proven that without the creative yeah. industry none of us would have the lives we have really absolutely you can't just enjoy a movie without the creative industry being there exactly looking from a point of someone who wants to become either an artist or go into not necessarily it's not necessarily art therapy yeah but just any sort of therapy i know you, you do three of them but 
let's say let's just focus on art therapy what if you know what what could someone do in order to to try get to where you are now or at least in a similar position become either a, you know a full-fledged artist or a therapist yeah i think the key thing is to really trust what you want to do i know it's so hard at like 18 or even younger i remember double guessing and you know second guessing what i want to do because i i was really taking a leap of faith back then i know it's a, perhaps a little bit easier now in in terms of you know choosing what you'd like to do you can you don't always have to stick to one thing but have faith in yourself and if you feel as though this is what you want to do this is what you've always wanted to do just go for it and you know we always make mistakes so if it's not for you then so be it you know time is of the essence you can always switch to something different but i think confidence also in yourself and in your choices are really important and that's the one thing that i remember having a lot that i i was confident that even if you know art or therapy wasn't for me i could you know i have the chance and i have the choice to just change and start something different what going back to what you said you know confidence you said you have it but a lot of people don't especially like i've seen anxiety grow through the roof self doubt yeah. i mean we've all experienced it i'm sure but not everyone has the confidence or what can someone do in order to at least reduce the self doubt that they have for themselves in order to pursue something that they they love or they want to do yeah i and i have to say i i'm only i was only confident in my choice i i wasn't always the most confident and of course you know i've had a lot of self doubt and i i do suffer from anxiety as well currently um but i think it's you know something else that really helps is having a really good support system and it doesn't mean that you know family can be your only support system it can be friends it can be people of you know a group that you really feel comfortable with being with and around and you know you can't ever do anything just alone so it's really important to have those people who support your decisions who support you just in general to pursue what you desire to pursue so definitely a support system in terms of helping you um excel and you know flourish in who you are most importantly and then what you choose to do yeah i totally agree um in terms of a career you know view into it I mean everyone you know money is also yeah. a lot of people I mean that's the goal that's what people you know want Absolutely. they need not even want they need it to survive in today's world yeah and unfortunately lots of artists initially when they start out yeah don't really have that much financial well if they're on their own the fin- financial stability is always you know a goal what's something that you did like in the beginning to obviously help sustain you know yeah. your living costs etc whilst just being an artist without having even done the to buy a school of art yes. and stuff what's something that you would have done well it's something that i did actually i remember when i was fresh out of university um and i moved to london and i think i was in london for 2 years before i pursued any sort of therapy um i needed to get a job because like you said i i needed to sustain myself as being an artist and at that time i had no commissions and that's what i predominantly do is private commissions 
Um, I had no sense of marketing, you know, I had no idea how to use Facebook or Instagram or anything of that sort. So I actually worked as an artist assistant um, and I worked at a school as well. And I did that for, yeah, maybe one and a half, two years to at least give me a little bit of income, which I could then put into buying the art materials that I needed to um, or, you know, yeah, literally sustaining my artist career. Um, I worked in a farmer's market. I remember at one point I had four jobs just to be able to sustain um, myself as an artist. So, you know, it's not the most prettiest lifestyle mm. um, at the beginning. But I really believe that if you have the focus and the drive and the determination to you know, and the vision of what you want to become, then 100%, however you get there, you will get there. It will take hard work, though. Yeah. Nice. And in that time, what was probably the hardest thing that you faced in terms of just just generally? What's yeah. sort of the hardest thing as an artist? As an artist, I it was, it was really difficult, especially being in London, to, you know, I got rejected by so many galleries because they didn't like, you know, my color choices. I got rejected by a lot of people. So rejection was really, really hard for me. Um, and to constantly be turned away and be told that your art is not good, it's it was really difficult. Um, but then I decided that, you know, I'm just in London. London is one tiny place in the whole entire world. And you can expand your space so so quickly and so easily. So I decided to take all my artwork to Kenya. I went to Peru with my artwork. I went to India with my artwork. And they appreciated it because the color, the style, the concept was very much what they were interested in. So it's about expanding and not thinking in your bubble, thinking really outside your bubble too. That's good because, I mean, even for those who aren't able to um, travel to certain places, social media has made it so easy. Exactly. For, especially like during COVID, I mean, TikTok especially has blown up so many people. I mean, I mainly follow like creative people, but they've, their work and stuff has blown up all around the world. People are ordering st- their art. And I think that's also, <clears throat> I mean, you, you've recently got in social media over the yeah. last what, two years, maybe, or a yeah. year, mainly. Yeah, absolutely. Has that helped at all? Um, a little bit, yes. I think um, I just need to get better at it. I'm not yeah. the best at using social, social media. <laughs> social media is, is not as easy as some people think it is. Yeah. There's a lot... Yeah successful social media marketing campaigns have so much work put into it exactly um and it's not as easy as just logging into instagram twitter whatever no. and just posting yeah yeah i think it does take a lot of time and i run a lot of businesses so the time is always yeah minimized yeah on social media would you say you're now where you want to be in life or is that are you would you consider yourself successful now or I know you can never just say you're successful. You uh, people always want to achieve more than where yeah. they're, where they're at now. But are you happy? That's the question. Oh, are you 100%. happy where you are now? I think I in the last couple of years, being where I am and deciding what I want to do and really sticking to it, regardless of you know the money or anything of that sort. I'm super super happy with where I am, and I definitely think I'm successful. And success again doesn't mean how much money I've made or anything like that. It. For me, it really means that I've achieved what I had planned to achieve maybe five years ago. 
but of course like there's so much room to grow and I'm definitely not where I, I still want to be in the future so I'm excited to yeah just progress and excel in everything I do. For anyone that's looking to pursue a similar path into art therapy what are the sorts of avenues they can get into it because I know you do need some sort of qualification before becoming an art therapist. Yeah I think um, there there's so many different types of art therapy as well so for example the art therapy that I chose to do um, is very based on the Rudolf Steiner teachings and there's also clinical art therapy or art psychotherapy so depending on what you would like to specialize in or what kind of area you want to specialize in you've got to do the research on the schools you also need um, a work experience in um, a social service so whether it be education health um, or one of their them aspects um, in yeah in in the world or as a career so do you have a, a final piece of advice to you know people following their dreams in in general it doesn't have to be in the creative industry like you did you know do you just want to just stick with it you know don't don't try listen to yourself right uh, with your gut feeling and do what you love or at least yeah. pursue what you love and if it doesn't work out then reassess or... yeah well i think you know you've got to have faith in yourself and really trust your instinct like you said you've got to trust your instinct and you know you're gonna have so many downfalls but you'll have just as many rises at the same time so don't just focus on you know the crappy stuff that happens also um you know really see the little or big successes that you have in life and just go with it and you know if you don't enjoy it if it doesn't work out for you and if you feel like you can't do it anymore ask yourself again is it is it really like that and if if the answer is yes there are so many things that you can do in the world that you'll still enjoy doing so yeah the world is your oyster it's every you know thing is limitless so you have the potential to do anything you choose to uh, yeah I, I totally agree as, as, as cliche as it may sound yeah like what i realized recently is celebrating the small successes does make the biggest difference especially on your mood if you're feeling like, i mean like i've gone through it as a struggling photographer or whatever i was really struggling to find work etc but when i started to get the small things you celebrate and on, honestly does make boost your, you boost your mood and your confidence you're just general self-confidence Just to close off the the episodes, I'm just gonna do something inspired by Jay Shetty. Uh, five quick fire random uh, questions, just to make it a bit lighthearted. So, first thing, nice and easy. What's something that you've always wanted to do, sort of bucket list <laughs> idea? Be a bartender, like you know, one of them, like shaker yeah, she, people with fire a cocktail stuff. Maker. Yeah, cocktail maker. That's it. <laughs> nice. What's your favorite joke? <laughs> um, what did Sushi A say to Sushi B? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> What's that B? <laughs> if, you could, if you get a yacht, what would you call it? Oh, um... Or what would you name it? Mr. Yacht. <laughs> very, very <laughs> short. What TV show family member would you be in? Oh, that's a good one. What TV show family member would I be in? Um... Oh my gosh. I, 
I watch so many TV series that like, I can't be a part of any of them. It would definitely be Grey's Anatomy. And like, I just want to have like the thing with Christina and Meredith. So their family. And last question. If you could swim in any liquid, which liquid would it be? Oh, um, glitter. Glitter is not a liquid. Oh, like, like gooey glitter, yeah. like oh, water, okay. glitter, liquid. <laughs> <laughs> no, you... <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for joining us on this podcast. Uh, we'll catch you all next time. Bye.